the Athletic Podcast Network. This is the update. I'm Adam Copeland. On today's show, we'll talk to Rennell Brooks-Moon, the PA voice of the San Francisco Giants, about some of the big moments we'll get at the ballpark this year. The Will Clark retirement ceremony of his number 22 jersey. The fans will finally get a chance to say goodbye to Buster Posey in person. And also, the 10-year reunion. Can you believe it's been a decade of the 2012 San Francisco Giants? All that and more. Things we can talk about with Rennell Brooks-Moon, who joins me next. Today is Friday. April 8th. It is always a pleasure to welcome back to the podcast, Rennell Brooks-Moon. You hear her at every San Francisco Giants home game. And Rennell, it's not baseball season without you. When I hear your voice pumping the names on opening day at Oracle Park, then we know baseball has arrived. One of the best days of the year, one of the most fun things to have everybody line up on the baselines and, uh, and hear your voice announcing the names. How are you and how excited are you for opening day? Oh, thank you so much, Adam. I, I'm so beyond excited. I mean, we've gone from zero to 100 yep. in like the last two weeks, right? What an emotional roller coaster, but I'm so excited. And it, it, I cannot believe this is season 23 for me. And, you know, we haven't had this kind of an opening day in two years. So the anticipation is, you know, through the roof right now, because obviously we didn't have it in 2020. And, and last year we opened with like 5,000 fans scattered around the ballpark. So we're coming in with the full pomp and circumstance. The bunching is already up, as everyone (laughs) has seen. An an amazing anthem uh, artist or perhaps artist performing. Yeah, it's going to be a great show. So I'm so, so excited and so honored to be on the field for this ceremony again. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. I was out there last year on opening day. I went with my mom. We sat up in the seats, and uh, you, you're right. It, it was cool from a standpoint of saying, hey, we're back in the ballpark, and it's great to at least have baseball live in some capacity and to still get to celebrate. But there's something about opening day in San Francisco. I, I, I try to tell people and friends that aren't from this area that, yeah, football's big, and we love the Warriors and all that, but this is just a, it's a baseball town. It feels like opening day is a holiday. Do you get that same vibe? Absolutely. Always have felt that way and always talk about how knowledgeable this fan base is. And absolutely, it's a, it's a city celebration, yeah. the opening day. Is. It's such a city celebration. And baseball is a you know a communal sport anyway. You, know, you, you, you don't necessarily know who you're sitting next to, but those three or four hours, you become homies, right? It's such a community celebration, and it's going to be off the charts. I cannot wait. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Tell me, uh, before we look forward, before we look at some of the stuff on the calendar for this year, tell me, what's the thing that stands out to you about 2021? How will you remember the 2021 Giants? We've had, as you mentioned, this will be your 23rd season. You've been there for all these things, for the ups, the downs, the 98 losses, the Dusty Baker years, the World Series losses, the World Series wins. You've been in the park for those. How does 2021 stand out to you and what will you remember most? simply extraordinary because none of us saw it coming although we know that you know the guys uh that was their goal right as it is every season but it was it was such a wonderful surprise but it also reminded me so much of the championship team it was that next man up mentality i mean all the injuries we went through and here comes late night lamont wade jr (laughs) Cairo estrada you know it was like Everybody picked the next guy up. That's what I'll remember the most. And also, like, talking with the guys, how they bought into Gabe Kapler and his enormous and tremendous coaching staff. I think the coaching staff doesn't get nearly enough credit for what was accomplished last year. But that's how I look at it. The emergence of 
LWJ, as I call him, my uh, imaginary uh, uh, grandchild. <laughs> you know, I shared with you, I just feel so protective of him, especially knowing that, you know, his parents are on the East Coast and they threw so much at him when he first got traded last year. And I was like, I got to I got to take care of my boy. I got to take care of my boy. Yeah. So that, that was a great story for me. I became, I'm an honorary Wade now. So that's really cool. <laughs> hey, or or he's an honorary Brooks Moon, depending on who, who you're a bigger fan of, right? Depending on who I you're guess. rooting for. <laughs> Maybe it goes that way too. So yeah, I think we all love Lamont Wade Jr. And he gets a bobblehead this year. How cool is that? We turn around, he gets a bobblehead. As well he should. When yeah. you have that kind of breakout year, absolutely you should. I'm so happy for him. And and as you know, he, it's just it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. He's just solid as a rock. So some of the uh, fun events going on this year, and I love you talked about celebrations, and I just think you know, I, call me biased as a San Francisco Giants fan, but I think the Giants <laughs> do celebrations as good, if not better, than anybody in sports. It's so much fun. The people they get to come back, they surprise you every time with somebody or some special moment. We got a great Barry Bonds retirement ceremony. We were supposed to get Will Clark last year, and now this year it's going to be Will Clark. It makes more sense to get Will Clark twenty two in two thousand and twenty two. Uh, uh, what about the Will Clark jersey retirement stands out to you? What do you think about in his career when you look back on Will Clark? Oh, my God. I, I First of all, the fact that I've gotten to know him yeah. over the years is, is super crazy. And what a great guy. And he's always been so supportive. Arguably one of the most popular Giants, or maybe not arguably. You know, everybody loves the thrill. And having him around the ballpark all the time has been wonderful. What the pandemic did to me, though, Adam, was he was going to be our season premiere of season three for Forever Giants, the interview show I do on NBC Sports Bay Area. Right, yeah. I was so psyched. It was going to happen in April 2020, and then we all know what, <laughs> what happened after that. And there's so many generations that love Will, you know, kids that weren't even alive when he played but know his legacy, right? Um, and that's the other thing about the Giants. It's, it's, it's such a generational fan base, but... I'm really excited. You know, doing Barry's jersey retirement was, you know, bananas and another honor for me. And now to do this for Will the Thrill is going to be incredible. I was on, when I went to New Orleans for my 60th birthday in 2018, random story. I met some close friends of Will's at a bar. And then we ended up, <laughs> they called them and said, Renell's here. And it's like, this will all be in my book. These are the experiences that nobody will believe. I'm like, how does that happen? I'm in a bar in New Orleans. It comes up what I do. They're like, we live down the street from Will Clark. <laughs> it was just crazy. So I'm excited. I'm so excited for that. I mean, you're right. The Giants do celebrations like nobody else. And, like, it's always like a putting on a Broadway show or a high school musical. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just so well done, and it, it gives so much thought and intention to to every ceremony. So we got that one. And then I don't know if I'm going to make it through Buster's Day, though. I was I was going to ask you, that's one, because I've said to you, I think almost every time we talk, oh. I say to you, you've gotten to the point now where in guys' careers, you've been with us for so long doing Giants games, that there are guys who have only ever had you say their name in their home ballpark. Buster Posey's one of those guys. He didn't play for another team. He didn't have anybody else. You were the, the home voice for Buster Posey when he walked up to the plate and, and settled himself in in that right-hander's batter's box. What, what comes to mind about Buster? What do you think about him and his career as a Giant? That just blows my mind what you just said, by yeah. the way. <laughs> I just had to like, whoa, let me just accept it and appreciate that. Thank you for that. Well, you know, come on. MVP, <laughs> just everything of what he's meant to this organization, 
what he's meant to the city, he and his wife and all that they've done, you know, the charity work they do for pediatric cancer and all of the community service that they do. He's just so beloved. You know, I have a wonderful relationship with the fans on Twitter, and a lot of us are still in denial. <laughs> like we're yeah. like talking about, it, like, like I got my script today for Friday, and it's like number twenty-eight ain't in there. <laughs> it took me a minute, right? It's starting to finally get real. But I'm so happy for him. He has. This is how you want to do it, right? You want to have a great career. You want to go out on your own terms. Yeah. And I'm really happy for the kids. You know, and it, it, that also speaks to Buster's character. He's like, you know, I need to be a dad now and had a great career. And I mean, just a class act of the way. So I, I really look forward to celebrating him next month. But that may be a tough one for me. We get emotionally tied to everybody. I mean, it's not just the players, it's the broadcasters, too. It's why baseball is such a beautiful game that, it, you know, you talked about getting to know people sitting in the seats next to you. It's about the people you let into your homes every day for six or seven or eight months if you go from spring training all the way through the playoffs. It's a, it's a family, it feels like. And that's why when we were at risk of not having it, you feel like there's an emptiness there. You need baseball back, right? Oh, absolutely, because I was really in, a, in pretty much of a funk. <laughs> oh, totally. As the lockout continued, you know, weren't we all it was like, come on, because it's like everything we've been through in these last couple of years. <laughs> don't take this away from us. Yeah. Come on, please just give us our baseball. Give us three or four hours of a distraction from all the sorrow and sadness and horror that's going on. So, yeah, it totally is a, a family sport. And I've shared with you before, like all the season ticket members that have been there since 2000. I've watched marriages and babies born and retirement. You know, we like, yeah. I know these things, you know, and uh, it's a party in Section 214 now. It's just a party <laughs> every game. It's like when it's time for the seven inning stretch, everybody turns around. And I get up, get my groove on. We have a little party in Section 214. It's just, you know, those are the things I don't talk about often enough, but they are equally as memorable for me. You know, the fan engagement and fan experiences every game day as what happens on the field. I just feel so, so blessed and so grateful every day. Well, it's so funny. I, I was going to bring up, you know, t we're also going to get this year the 10-year uh, the re reunion of the 2012 team. And I was thinking about the 2012 team the other day because of a fan experience I had that year in the stand. So I was at Matt Cain's perfect game, right? And I was sitting up in the right field line. I was sitting up in like 307 or 306, somewhere up there. And there was a kid behind me. It was his first game ever. And he was with his grandfather. And I remember when the game ended, I turned around because I wanted to look at that kid's face. I wanted to see what, you know what I mean? He was a little kid. He was 10 years old or 8 years old. Didn't know exactly what was going on. But his grandfather looked at him and said, never forget this moment. And the kid was looking around trying to take it all in. And, you know, everybody's going nuts. It's a, a random Tuesday game against the Astros. He didn't know it was all that big of a deal. But those are the moments. You know, remembering that kid. I, that kid's probably, you know, 20 years old now or something. But thinking back at it, he was this 8-year-old or 10-year-old kid. What stands yeah. out to you from, from 2012? What are the memories you have from that season? Because 2010, it was so stressful getting to the playoffs and then trying to get the first World Series. 2012, while, while it was still stressful down to the wire, it was a much uh, different season because they'd had one under their belt. Yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, different, different, not easier, different. <laughs> different yet the same. Because I feel like all three of those championships we had to like scrap and claw yeah. our way to it and everything. Um, but, but I felt like every, all three of those, and it's it's so weird that I say all three of the championships. All, I was doing an interview last week and I said, well, the first parade. I'm like, what? Are, what am I? 
other PA announcers that haven't experienced one, and I've experienced three, you know, world championships. So the legend of, of Mad Bomb and all that ridiculousness. And, again, everybody just picked everybody up. That's just a common theme that, that I have witnessed all these years. But, yeah, there was one under the belt in 2010, but 2012 was still nerve-wracking. And then for us on the entertainment side, it's even more <laughs> because there's more pressure. Right. You know what I mean? There's more pressure for our show during the postseason. MLB comes in and, you know, we have to adhere to a lot of, you know, their programming and everything. So, and a lot of it comes at us fast and furious at the last minute. So for us, again, I just have to stress that we're not just sitting up there eating hot dogs. <laughs> it's, like, it's an intense situation up there. Yeah, man, 2012. I'm just trying to remind myself. Because, you know, I'm not as young as I used to be, Adam. I was a youngster when I started this job. I didn't wear glasses or have gray hair. I wasn't on (laughs) Medicaid. I mean, like, I'm a senior citizen now. Uh, Oh, God. Oh, that's right, the bullpen. Oh, my God. Well, what I think about is I think Marco Scudero in the rain. That's what I think. I think arms out, Marco Scudero in the rain. That was the iconic moment of that, for real. That's when we were like, oh, yeah. It was like nine nothing or something. Yeah, we're like, this yeah, is happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there might have been some a bottle or two uh, post game in the. Booth, I think there probably probably was. Uh, that'll be a fun one this year. That'll be fun to celebrate the twenty twelve Giants. For now, it's so fun to talk baseball and to and to get excited about the season. And doesn't it always seem like every year opening week the skies kind of open up in San Francisco? Doesn't it always feel like it's a it's a beautiful day for opening day. It never, ever fails. It, it always works in our favor. So I, I'm, it's always a, a, a treat for me to talk to you and you know, say hi to your mom and dad for me. And I, I just want to say how proud I am of you. And, you know, I got your back. I'm always here for you. Oh, thank you so much for now. We'll talk soon, and I'll see you at the ballpark this weekend. I can't wait. Thank you so much, Adam. See ya. Oh, great stuff. Rennell is just the best. It'll be nice to have her uh, banging our eardrums again as the season opens later today. 135 first pitch against the Marlins at Oracle Park. Thank you to Rennell. Thank you to Brian Smith, my producer. And thank you to you, the listener. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever it is you're listening. Once baseball season starts, we are off and running. On Monday, we'll get into a little bit of the Oakland A's season. Obviously, they tore it down this offseason, trading Chris Bassett, Sean Manaya, the two Mats, Chapman and Olsen, both exiting the A's lineup. But how much can they compete in the AL West this year? And what are some proclamations for the A's this season? We'll talk to Steve Berman, who covers the athletics on Monday. Until then, everybody enjoy the weekend. Enjoy opening week of Major League Baseball. We'll talk to you Monday.